Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Firm Passion to Paycheck channel. Today we have another interesting guest joining all the way from Malaysia. She is the co-founder of Picha Eats and many other more startups that she has been venturing into. And she's also, um, you know, she has been operating uh, Picha Eats uh, for the last six years. And she has been featured in local newspapers and also in the local radio um, radio station, including BFM as well. And since uh, 2017, they have won many uh, recognized awards. That's including the Age Inspiring Young Leader Award uh, in 2017. And in 2018, um, I know they are listed under the Gen D and also the Forbes 30 under 30. So I'm really, really honored and also uh, pleased to have uh, Sui Lin joining us today. Hello, Sui Lin. How are you? Hi. Hello. I'm good. Thank you for having me and for the very warm introduction. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very honored to have you in this show today because I've seen everything that you've done and everything that you're looking to do as well. Um, you know, I see you as an inspirational uh, icon, especially for women out there who, you know, also wants to venture into doing different things in their yeah. life. Now, uh, can you briefly introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, uh, hi everyone. Uh, my name is Sweeney and um, I'm from Malacca, the state of Malacca. And uh, currently, I'm the co-founder of uh, Pichai and also Manitnya is uh, one of my newest uh, venture. Um, so, I mean, you guys probably wouldn't be able to find like, a lot of information online, but uh, of course, to know more about it, you guys can you know just uh, look me up on LinkedIn. I think that's where I'm most active in. Um, at this side, I think I do a lot of different things, such as I think currently I'm also part of the research for the Global Fund to End uh, Modern Slavery, just to uh, research on uh, the Bangladeshi migrant workers that come from Bangladesh to Malaysia and things like that. Um, so things here and there, uh, but full-time-wise, yeah, I'm currently running uh, my newest venture called Manitnya. That's interesting. I mean, I saw your recent post where you mentioned about money. Yeah, but yes, yeah. it's good to know more about it. Because yeah. I did go through your LinkedIn uh, profile. You did mention that, you know, you're very passionate about food sustainability, income yeah. quality, yeah, uh, yeah. quality education, climate change. So I think everything that you, you know, you're starting behind is yeah. towards something that you're passionate about as yeah, well. Yeah, so yeah really that's and learn more about your newest venture. Thank now, you, you. Uh, coming back to uh, Pichai It, right? Mm -hmm. What actually uh, inspired you to start the business, and you know what was the you know what was the reason behind it? Right. Yeah. I think. Um. I think it's. I think to keep it like slightly short. Uh. I think the the story is quite long. Um. That back dates to like about twenty thirteen. So um. Back then in twenty thirteen, when I was still a student. Um, in one of the universities in KL. I think uh, at that time, I was volunteering in a refugee learning center for about uh, two to three years. And then uh, my friends and I, we, uh, we, we recognized there's a problem in the refugees community. Uh, but I think one thing that struck us the most is that I think one, many of our students started to drop out of school, I think late, probably 2015. So we, were, we wanted to uh, really you know, keep the students in school um, and and we were thinking you know how how can we do that right because I think one thing that I'm uh, passionate about also is on education where I, I do believe that 
every child deserves an education. Um, and I think education is something that can change someone's life, right? Um, so at that time, uh, we were thinking, you know, what? How can we make this like you know very like more sustainable instead of um you know like getting donation, doing fundraising and things like that. And I think that's where the idea of Picha It came about, where we realized that many of um the women in the in the refugee community they can work because I mean they can cook uh because they cook for their family. So we thought of this idea, you know, why not, um, since they can cook, why not we try to sell their food? <laughs> and I think that's where we first started um, Picha Eats, where, uh, yeah, and, and I think that's where we first started. And I think we just piloting the ideas with our friends back in university because we know that everybody needs to eat, right? Uh, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Um, so so we were asking our friends, so, hey, do you, do you want to uh, buy this food? You know, it's, it's from this, chef i mean this family uh this refugee community do you want to try it out uh and they are like okay yeah sure why not right so i think the idea started to roll from there um and we started to um you know approach more friends approach a bit more corporate trying things out here and there and here we are today <laughs> Great, great, great. So, uh, so maybe um, you know many people don't understand the concept of picha eats. Yeah. Right? So mainly you are getting the refugees to actually cook yeah. meals, and then you publish in your website, right? Right. Yeah. So, uh, picha is uh currently we have um I think about fifteen to twenty chefs uh that are with us from different nationalities. So we have chefs chef from uh Syria, um Iraq, Palestine, uh, Pakistan, and so on, and. What they do is that we basically is the um me so, I mean so called like we are the middle person to connect um their food because their food uh to our customers and our customers uh mainly uh currently are from quite diverse as well we have customers from the corporate side individuals parties and um so on. Yeah. yeah, since you can, you are Catholic cuisine for almost like so many countries, I'm sure it's very interesting to even you you learning about their yeah, cuisine yeah. and you know, you know, just sharing those cuisines yeah. with our Malaysian community. It's also very much different, right? From Syria yeah. and yeah. you know what are the places that you mentioned yeah. again? Yeah, so uh we have chef from um um Afghanistan, um, mm. Syria, Palestine, uh Pakistan. Okay, so when you were first looking for clients, right, to mm -hmm. you know to make the profit that you want, you know, selling one one is different, but trying to yeah. make a profit for your business, yeah. you know, what kind of you know challenges you might have faced, yeah. and you know how did you overcome that? Yeah, I think um definitely I think one of the biggest challenges I, I think I can say it, I mean now I think it's lesser but I think in the beginning definitely people will be questioning um you know the hygiene the the quality um i think i think also is the perception or the stigma where i think refugees face um i think it's very normal where you know when we think about the word refugees is we think of them like you know being in a very dirty space um, um not hygienic and things like that so i think that is one of the biggest um uh, stigma yeah challenges that we face in the beginning but i think i think also it's a it's a good challenge um because uh, through that is where we can learn, you know, uh, we, we started to ask ourselves questions like, you know, how can we reduce that um, stigma? How can we ensure um, there is like, you know, quality? How can we ensure that, you know, there is, um, that the houses are not dirty and things like that? So we started a lot of processes. Uh, we, we came up with a lot of processes, a lot of black and white stuff, uh, not, not only to our customers, but also to our chef to make sure that they, 
they do certain process, I mean, procedure process, to follow their process, to make sure that the food at the end, when it comes up from the kitchen, it is as good as what it says, right? Not just, you know, marketing, giving and things like that. Um, yeah, so I think that is one of the main challenges in the beginning. But I would say that over time, uh, we become better and better at, at it. Um, I mean, uh, in order to come up with processes, uh, the, the QC part, the, the paper, the, the I mean, there's, there's a lot of process uh, that we put into the end product. Yeah. Yeah. So making people uh, believe, you know, building the trust that you need yeah. in the initial stage was difficult. But I think, like you say, we, the, you know, consistently you yeah. know, have the procedures and policies. And eventually, people, you know, uh, really tasting the food, uh, you know, getting that out uh, from you guys. And I think that's where they start believing that, you know, um, you it's something that they can also look into in the yeah. future uh, for themselves. So that's definitely one of the challenges that you 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 have faced, right? So mm. now in your business, right, in Drew Pichai Eats, what's one thing that you did not expect and it happened? It could be something that it lead to you lead you to success, or maybe which lead you to you know some kind of fallback. So what's the mm. one thing you, you thought that you never expected this, but it happened? Mm, yeah, I mean, I think to be honest, um, in the beginning, I think we didn't really expect anything. Um, yeah. I think one thing that is surprising is that maybe uh, we we are still here today. I think that is <laughs> the most uh, surprising fact. Um, because I think in the beginning, um, literally, right, we we were just trying it out. We were just trying it uh, with our friends in back in universities, and the orders are really small. And I think, yeah, I think that is one thing that is quite surprising <laughs> that, yeah. you know, it managed to, um, I mean, it's, of course, it's, it's not easy. Um, I think there's a lot of uh, challenges and hurdles that we need to overcome. But I think, I think this year will be um, going to our seventh year. I think that is quite uh, surprising looking back in the beginning, like, oh, okay, you know, we managed to do all of this. We managed to uh, get this amount of clients. Um, we managed to onboard this amount of chef. I think that is something that is probably if if looking back, yeah, probably that that is something that is quite um like I mean I wouldn't say shocking, but just like oh you know like <laughs> we managed to to do this. <laughs> so so you think that it's one of uh one of your the success that you you find that uh you in, in, in that the 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 company yeah. has been for seven years is one of the success that you see for yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I think that um, it's, it's not, I mean, now I think um, like looking at other businesses, looking at also like my new ventures and things like that, I would say that I think success is not just like, I mean, yes, it's a lot of hard work, but I think also it's a lot got to do with, uh, yeah, a lot got to do with luck, a lot got to do with the timing of um, the, the, the when, when we started at 2016, I think the timing at that time, because I think at that time, you know, there's a lot of support as well. Like, for example, given by the entrepreneurship, uh, uh, what we call it, entrepreneurship, uh, like sort of department, um, organization and things like that. So I think that also definitely, I think com combining all of that is what makes us still here today. I think it's wonderful to see that, you know, you guys are just, you know, because most startups, they don't last, three years maybe you know up to five years but you guys yeah. are doing great and especially i think because this is social entrepreneurship right you are not only it's not a 
only you making profit, but also looking into making difference in people's yes. lives yeah. and doing something that's more impactful. And I think that's great. I think that's where a lot of organizations are going towards as well. And it's much easier for you to, you know, to, to publicly talk about what you do as well because it's more like a CSL work as well, right? Mm-hmm. So also, right, like, for example, um, I know that... It, which it was part of magic as well, right? Mm, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it, um, what kind of partnership or uh, ventures or collaboration that you think that you, you are really proud of when it comes to PJ? Yeah, I think one of the things, I think it's good that you mentioned magic because I'm not sure whether I, I'm allowed or can mention magic because it's, now it's not called magic anymore. Um, yeah. So I think magic really, really plays a huge role in... Um, who or what we became today. Um, I think because magic is our first accelerator, right, mm-hmm. program that uh, we went through. And I think through magic as well, I think because before before joining magic, I was actually working full-time in a corporate. So I think magic is, when magic came, I think it's more of like the make it or break it kind of thing where I decided, okay, you know, let's quit my job and let's focus on this full-time and go through what, go through magic, right, right? Because at that time, I think we were part of, I think there's only 30, if I'm not mistaken, 20 or 30 of us that can be part of it. Um, so I do think that magic actually plays a huge role because I think it's not just on the, um, not just on the training, sort of the training part, but I think also a lot of connection, a lot of, um, I would say orders as well, because, you know, everyone that we meet, we, we, we talk to them right, about what we do. Then we take ask them, you know, do you need orders? Uh, uh, do, you, do you need lunch? Do you need, you know, this and that and trying to offer our service as well? Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I would say like through magic, we, we gain not just on knowledge, but I think also on um, the starting of the growth of the business as well. I think like you mentioned, it was a right platform for you to get started at that period. Mm, Since yeah. that you mentioned, um, you know, who, who, who are those that maybe you look up as a mentor for guidance? You know, yeah. You know, someone online or any specific person that you have worked with, anyone? Yeah, I think there are a lot. I would say that one thing that um we are quite proud of in Picha is is that I think we we I think over the years we form a lot of uh, genuine connection, and I think sometimes in that genuine connection is where we form a lot of mentors as well. Um, so even um like you know from Magic we have you know Ihon. Um, who is at that time the sorry, I forgot like the the director or something in Magic, um, and then we also have so through Magic also we were introduced to many other um heads in different organization like uh Rajate who who is an ex from M Bank, um, um yeah so so that there are a lot of mentors I would say from different different um industry different um yeah different industry different age group um different, some are, you know, from the corporate, some are from the startup scene, some are consultant, trainers, coach. So I think through that, I think we, I think that's something that we really, really appreciate lah, because I think without them as well, I don't think we, because because I think to have a lot of mentors is when they actually question like, you know, what are you guys doing? Is it right? Is it not right? Um, I think that is one important thing la, to keep us you know, moving forward and they usually push us to you know, think in a very different space, different um, whether this is right or wrong, things like that. So yeah. having, having that network really pushed you guys to you know, above and beyond, right? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, like people guiding you and telling yeah. you, you no, know, or maybe questioning your decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think that that's what I think is so great. Um, knowing the right people, uh, because that's what helps us to grow. Mm. Now going back to coming back to what you mentioned, coming back to you, right, Swilling, that you mentioned that you left your corporate job to venture yeah. to this, right? So tell us how did you feel at that point of time that you have to leave something that is sustainable, something that you know, you know, something that been you know putting food on your table now mm. that you have to risk yourself. And yeah. you know, how do how did you feel at that point of time? And yeah. then what Uh, you know what do you think it was a good decision what do you think mm, yeah um i think one thing that really helped i mean personally lah one thing that really helps i think for me is that uh because at that time uh i was like 22 23 so i feel that oh okay you know i'm i'm still quite young <laughs> so i feel okay yeah i mean it, one thing that assure myself is that i think there's no harm into in in trying like new things into you know venturing into We don't even know whether it will work at that time or not. Um, I think second thing is definitely I feel looking back is I I think I have like a safety net, which is my parents or my my family. I mean we we don't come from a rich family or things like that, but I do know you know worst come to worst, I can go back home and just live with them. You know, <laughs> um. So I think that really helps. I think um I think it's a privilege in a way to be able to just say that. Um, you know, if if this fails, okay, I I'll pack my I'll pack my bags and I'll go back home, right, and leave my parents for a few months and then restart again. I think I think probably also um the the mindset of um, privilege and courage, I would say, yeah, courage to do that, right? To yeah, go something that you're so familiar with, and yeah. Start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I would say that is the two main thing. Ah, uh, I I would say age and probably family support as well. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that I think that's that's really great because like you mentioned that if we are young, we want to start mm. something at the at that young age where we are, do not have much responsibility and commitment. Is the time we could actually when try to do and explore and discover yeah. ourselves. And what yeah. did you, you know, where did you graduated and what degree do you hold? Yeah, so um, I graduated in uh, accounting and finance um, mm-hmm. in UCSI University. Um, yeah. So that is where I met all my partners that are still in PTR actually. Yeah, although okay, all of us so, we so yeah. all of you are doing this together. Wow, that's great. That's how many of you <laughs> together? Ah, uh, there are three. Yeah, there are three of us. But all of us, we we actually are from a different um, uh, department, or we do different things, lah. Mm-hmm. Well, one last question. What would be your advice for the young aspiring um entrepreneurs? Right. Um. I think one thing that is. I think one thing that I hold on to today is that I think to always ask the why. Like you know why why are you doing this? Um. I think to always ask the why. Like like not just doing it for the sake of doing it, or doing it not just someone asks you to and things like that because. I feel that the why is something. If you if you have that why, that why is something that will keep you going through up and ups and downs, right? And through challenges, through the hardship. And if the why is not strong enough, then probably it's good to rethink on the decision, right? Like why are you still here? Why are you not doing that thing? Why? I mean, there's a lot of why, lah. So I think until today, I think the why is something that I ask myself, like what is the, um, like why why are you doing this? Like is this really important? And You know, and and through that, 
Um, and I think there's, uh, there's, there's this uh, saying that say that if you ask yourself the, the seven why, like you just keep asking yourself seven times the why, um, then you can get the true answer. So that, that is something that I still believe it uh, still, um, today, to ask the why. <laughs> I, think I think that's really important. It's mm. really powerful for asking that questions and and which helps to, you know, just ask yourself ask yourself questions like because who else is going to ask it to ask to you yeah. when you make a certain decision? You have you're making a certain decision for yourself. You have to ask why are you making it. So I think that's yeah. a very powerful question. But one last thing that I want to ask you as well yeah. is, what is your definition of success? How would you <laughs> for yourself? Right. I think success is when you, you don't give up or when you don't take failure as something that is um, that is like very negative. Um, I feel success is when you know you keep on going to whatever that you want you want to do because giving up means you know you 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 can't do much, right? You can't do anything else. So I do think that success is when you keep on, you know, you move forward, you, like you move forward is when yeah yeah correct yeah and when you move forward is when you learn new things you discover new things you um and and i think i i do think that is success for me yeah i really like that yeah <laughs> thank yeah. you i really like that because it's like success is our it's our life it's our journey and however it turns out to be yeah on the decision that exactly what you said the eh? decision that we have made uh, for ourselves so yeah it was really really interesting having this conversation with you Sweden. thank you so much for your time and thank i'm sure the me. audience have also learned so much from you and you know really have uh, hope to have you back in the future and all the best for your new venture thank you so much thank you so much Thank you.